Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So you're having a hard time talking to women online. I understand. It's awkward. It's hard. It's weird. And it's a losing battle when there are so many of you guys. So if you want to learn how to stand out, get her to respond, and be charming, interesting, unique, well, I can help you with that. Right now, I'm in the process of creating a testimonial page so you guys can see all the wonderful quotes from dudes that I've worked with. But here's one from Paul as we wrapped up our second to last session. I wrote, Have you had any chats since last week? He wrote back, yes, I have. I did exactly what we were working on in our session and it went so well. And I said, awesome, please send it to me if you'd like to, but if not, no worries. And he wrote, well, she actually wrote to me after and told me, quote, I love what you did. And I said, whoa, wow, yay, that's amazing. So if you guys want to join Paul on the other side, not death, life, but living, please hit me up at kristencarney.com slash dating help and I will get you on your way to getting some hot ass dates, okay? Forgive my voice. I've got a sore throat. It's all this banter I have been doing. Come do it with me. Let's go get a sore throat together at kristencarney.com slash dating help. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have health and fitness specialist Trevor, and I'm totally going to mess up his name, Kuritsin on the show. He is a fellow Canadian. He's going to talk to us about something we don't talk about very often on the show, how your health, how your diet, how... Uh, your fitness is affecting your masculinity. And it's really important to listen to this episode um, because little simple changes that Trevor's going to talk about on the show could actually have a huge impact on your dating life. So keep listening. of the Ask Women podcast. It's been, I think, six years, Marnie, since we've met because I just got an update on no Facebook way. saying this picture from six years ago when you and I first met was a memory on there. So I can't believe that. But welcome oh back to the God, show with Marnie and me, um, the old women now. And uh, we have a diet coach and host of Evolutionary Radio, which is a 10-year-long 10 10 running health and fitness podcast. Trevor Kuritsen. Hey, hey, Trevor. You pronounced that right. Thank, Thank you. I, yeah, I worked really hard. It's the running joke on our show, essentially, that we can't get names right. So I tried really, really hard to get that right. But of course, <laughs> I had to flub up something else in order to get the name right. But that's okay. We made it and we're here. Yeah. Well, wait a second. 10 years. Did podcasts even exist 10 years ago? That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. I think Corolla had his 10-year anniversary party or is having it or something soon. For his show. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Well, so Trevor, congratulations. That's pretty awesome to still be podcasting for 10 years and still having people listen to you and have relevant information. That's pretty amazing. I was podcasting before podcasting was cool. Yeah. You're the trendsetter. But, but That's Marnie so interesting. And I made it cool. 
We yeah, came exactly. in and turned the whole thing on its head and all of a sudden made it the trendiest, most coolest thing to do. Yeah, that, that's where Apple got the idea from. They were like, oh, right. these girls are doing a podcast. You better start a whole network for this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely well, amazing. I, I actually didn't do the podcast on purpose. So like, what happened was is when I was getting into nutrition and weightlifting, things like that, I wanted to learn from the best. So I would reach out to doctors, university professors, and I'd want to pick their brain. And I'd say, hey, um, I read some of your articles on PubMed. Would you be up for me interviewing you for an hour? And Mm -hmm. most professors, they don't really understand how things like Skype or Zoom or things like that work. So they'd be like, yeah, like if you want to talk to me about my research for an hour, I'd be totally cool with that. And I'd be like, hey, um, do you know how Skype works? And they, they wouldn't know how it works. So I'd try to do like FaceTime. They wouldn't know how it works. So they'd be like, here's my phone number. Like, so you're a professor. You're supposed to be smarty <laughs> pants. Learn Skype. It's not hard. Yeah. Even now when I'm emailing with professors, they won't understand like how reply all works because it'll be like a group email and they'll just reply to me instead of reply all. Or like I'll send a doodle invitation on when like a screening time would be best and they don't understand how doodle works. Like that's amazing. I, I don't think we should be people in technology with me on this call right now because I have absolutely no idea how to use yeah. half yeah, of the things yeah. on Marnie, the internet. I don't know what Marnie a doodle is. A- I doodled when I was in high school. That, that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> Marnie could be the same as a professor essentially because she yeah, absolutely. doesn't know how to use technology. She's that smart. Yeah, so, as you saw from the beginning of this phone call. Anyway, I wanted I wanted to talk to Trevor. I, as as fascinating as it is to talk about Skype and Zencaster and being the first podcast, what you do for a living is even more interesting to me because I am obsessed with health. And we're definitely going to tie this um, to dating advice and attraction. But I want you to give a little bit of background of who you are and what you do. It's kind of like how you started with the podcasting. I think that you're also on a new trend that many people are jumping on board with. So the, the floor is yours. I want you to talk about what you do. Okay. So as a kid, I was always interested in nutrition. Like I remember wanting to go to the grocery store with my mom and like weird things like that. Like what 13 year old boy wants to go get groceries with his mom. But like, I was just very interested in nutrition and reading labels and things like that. But I wanted to understand more of that. Like someone would say, a sweet potato is high in carbs, but then I'd be like, what's a carb? And no one could answer me that. Like I would, I would talk to, you know, dietitians and things like that. And no one would actually be able to tell me what a carb was. It's Satan so in reason, sugar form. No, it's, it's carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen, but. Oh, really? No, I was just kidding. So I get that. Yeah. I didn't think it was actually Satan. So the reason I did chemical engineering is I wanted to learn what all these things were, right? And the same with like these things like testosterone, growth hormone, like you hear all these things. But I wanted to learn what it actually was, how hormones work, what was insulin, what was growth hormone. So I did a chemical engineering degree. And what's really interesting is that carbohydrates and fat are both made of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. They're made of the exact same things. Now, obviously, the different configurations and things like that give them completely different roles in the body, but they're made of the same stuff. It's, it's really, really fascinating when you actually analyze the, the chemistry and the biochemistry of all this stuff. So that's what I was doing. I graduated with a chemical engineering degree. And as a chemical engineer, you can work in industry. You could be doing, you know, oil refinery. You could be doing uh, drug pharmaceutical development. But none of that stuff really synced with me. Like it just, it's not who I am. I can't ethically develop an HIV drug that will save someone's life. And they're going to spend the rest of their life paying back the drug company because it costs such an extraordinary amount. So 
I started helping people with the nutrition, with their diet, their training, with their drug. Um, yeah, steroids. Yeah, steroids. <laughs> uh, a lot of a lot of the people who approach me for help are you know professional athletes. They want help with the pharmacology of performance enhancing drugs and things like that. And then I'm pursuing graduate studies. So once you do a degree, you can then do a master's and PhD. So I'm doing that currently in nutrition at the University of Manitoba. So I guess my job would be I'm a graduate student, but then I also have about 100 online clients. And then I also do things like podcasts. I do lots of videos on YouTube, um, things like that. But all of the videos I do on YouTube, all of the podcasts I do, I don't monetize any of that. So if you watch any of my YouTube videos or if you listen to my podcast, there's no ads or anything like that. I just do that to try to help people because there's so much misinformation out there. And it just, especially when it comes to things like steroids. Yeah. Well, I, th- are- I, th- I think that, that your profession is very in line with, you know, what it is that we're trying to do, which is why I wanted to have you on this show. There's a lot of inf- misinformation about women. There's a lot of mi- misinformation about dating. There's a lot of misinformation about attraction. And there's definitely a lot of misinformation about health, nutrition, fitness. Um, but I, I wanted you to speak today to our audience about how health and nutrition impacts being a man. And that is a big topic. Your mic keeps cutting out a little bit. So I don't know if you're messing with the cord. I tried to send you a text, but okay, sorry, we're missing a decent chunk of words. So, well, I I think as men, all of us want a a nice body, right? Like we all have that Hercules image in the back of our head. And and that's honestly why I originally got into lifting weights is, is I wanted to look good. I wanted to feel good. Um, I also really like the stress aspect of lifting weights. Like for me, when I'm stressed, I can go lift weights. I can turn my brain off. And when you're physically exhausted, you feel just much better mentally. So there's a big self-confidence boost that comes from lifting weights. And then also when you're lifting weights, you release endorphins, you release serotonin. These are feel-good hormones. In my opinion, most people who are on antidepressants could fix their depression simply through diet and exercise changes. I thought Kristen was going to chime in hey. there because she happens to also suffer from depression. Yeah. So, yeah. well, what 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 do you have to say to that? I don't know. That's like a whole thing that you know doctors and scientists would be able to talk more uh, accurately about. I can just speak from my own personal um, experience. I definitely think the gym helps. I don't think it's a cure all. Like for me, I could work out eight days a week. I will still have the same brain that wants to be depressed and wants to see the glass half empty. Um, as you know, no, no matter how many jump ropes I've got in my house and, 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 and ab crunch of machines and stuff, it's just not for me necessarily going to solve it. But I do think it definitely helps because when I go to the gym, I feel better, but then, you know, my brain three or four hours later goes back to its homeostasis state of being, uh, depressed. So yeah, it can help for sure. Certain cases, but I don't think it can help everybody. When it, when it comes to treating depression, diet would actually be more important than exercise. Because the problem is that a lot of the preservatives and artificial chemicals and additives that are in our foods function in the bodies as hormones. They function in the body as xenoestrogens, and it messes up your entire hormonal system. It messes up your dopamine, serotonin responses. It's it's a total mess. Um, men as low as 20 now are getting diagnosed with low testosterone because of all the xenoestrogens in our food. Right. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And what kind of impact is that happening? Is that having on them? Like if you have low test, what does that mean? What exactly is testosterone? And why do people want more of it? And 
why is it bad if you have to, I just want to, I want to have an, an understanding because I think that this is important information for guys out there just to understand what these words mean, how it affects them and like how it may be inhibiting their success with women. Okay. So testosterone is the primary male sexual hormone and estrogen is the primary female sexual hormone. Now men have both testosterone and estrogen and women have both estrogen and testosterone, but men have more testosterone and less estrogen and then vice versa for women. Now, testosterone, because it's the primary male sexual hormone, it's going to make you more manly. It's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you more aggressive, higher libido, higher sex drive, things like that. All steroids have anabolic and androgenic ratios. Anabolic means promotes muscle growth, and androgenic means promotes male sexual characteristics. So that would be aggression, libido, strength, things like that. So testosterone is a 100 to 100 ratio, and that's why when a boy goes through puberty, he gets stronger, but he also gets more body hair. He gets, you know, strong. He gets more uh, aggressive. He gets, uh, he sweats more. He becomes, he has facial hair, things like that. So testosterone is a primary male sexual characteristic. If you're suffering from low testosterone, you're not going to feel like a man. You're going to have low energy. You're not going to have um, a very good libido. Your strength is going to be poor. Your recovery is going to be poor. Your endurance is going to be poor. And that's why men will take anabolic steroids. They'll take testosterone because if you take a super physiological dose of testosterone, you're going to feel like Superman. You're going to be super strong, super aggressive, super strong libido, um, endless energy, endless endurance, things like and that. And food is the primary cause of low testosterone? So there's, there's, okay, there's multiple causes. One thing is the xenoestrogens in our food, the food preservatives and things like that, because going, I'm going to give you guys a quick uh, biochemistry lesson here. So I by just definition, <laughs> you cannot couple minutes. So by See, you obviously have some some hormone issues if you're falling falling asleep that easily. <laughs> Very true. Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue. So, by definition, any steroid that has a any any molecule that has a cholesterol backbone is a steroid, right? So, when you think testosterone, you think testo- you think steroids, what, right? What but is a estrogen, cholesterol backbone? There's two main types of hormones in the body. There's cholesterol hormones and peptide hormones. So peptide hormones are just amino acids bound together. And then cholesterol hormones are cholesterols bound to amino acids. So it has a cholesterol backbone. I'm just for the listeners sake right now, just so they can visualize, I'm twirling my hair and looking up to the sky because I don't understand, but I'm going to pretend I do. <laughs> but that's okay. We're going to get to the point where it, where it will make sense for everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to the point. So testosterone is a steroid. Estrogen is a steroid. Vitamin D is a steroid. So the problem is when we're consuming food preservatives, when we're consuming foods that were stored in plastics, when we're inhaling any sort of toxin, there's xenoestrogens. So they function in the body as estrogens. Now the body is smart enough to go, hey, there's way more estrogen here than we, we want. This is bad. We need to get rid of it. So it raises something called sex hormone binding globulin. It's abbreviated as SHBG. And what SHBG does is it's exactly what the name sounds, is it binds to hormones and renders them useless. It's almost like uh, it's like the garbage man, basically. That'd be a good analogy. But the problem is that sex hormone binding globulin just gets rid of cholesterol steroids. It does, it's not specific enough to only get rid of estrogen. So what happens is we have all these xenoestrogens in our body. Sex hormone binding globulin goes up. It gets rid of the xenoestrogens, but then it also gets rid of really important hormones like vitamin D testosterone and things like that. So that's part of the reason we have low testosterone levels. Another reason is just sleep. I mean, people aren't sleeping near the amount they should. Mm -hmm. Stress is another one. Poor diet, poor lifestyle, poor activity. 
Um, most people's lifestyle is just is just terrible. They're they're undersleeped. They're overcaffeinated. They don't exercise. They're overstressed. Um, these are all things that kill your testosterone. So if theoretically uh, a man decided to start sleeping a lot more because he happened to date a girl named Kristen Carney who sleeps all the time, would his testosterone go up or would it stay the same? Everything would go up. Sleep, like if you look on PubMed, there's not a single negative study about sleep. Sleep will improve your lifespan. It will improve your hormones. It will improve your strength. That's the irony here is that I'm incredibly depressed. So I sleep all the time. (laughs) Then in turn, I'm going to live really long because all I do is sleep. And it's like, no, I'm the last one who wants to live really long. (laughs) You see the irony here? Right. Are you are you self medicating to sleep though? Because that's no, different. no. I just sleep naturally. I can sleep and sleep and sleep. I actually slept for five minutes before we started taping the show. Five minutes. Oh I just God, needed I'm to jealous. close my eyes. Yeah, but I'm jealous. There's a difference between sleeping and just like lying in bed. No, 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 right? no. I'm sleeping like comatose. I can sleep for 13 hours easily if I don't get a full 13. And I'm like, fuck this day. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Stuff to get tested in your blood work. I think you have a nutrient deficiency. I probably do. That's not. That's not normal. Yeah. So I would get blood work. I feel like I could use a nutrient deficiency. I need to sleep for thirteen hours. (laughs) No, I'm I'm just no. But are you uh, are you vegetarian or vegan by chance? No, but actually, recently I um, started to become slightly vegetarian. I haven't really been eating meat for the past couple weeks. I haven't noticed a change in my sleep, but that's a very new thing. I've been sleeping a lot since I was twelve. So. Interesting. Well, let's let's do a diagnosis of Kristen after the show because I think no, that she right is now. just because uh, I think you might be vitamin B twelve or iron right, deficient. It's actually very common in females. And then, so basically, vitamin B twelve and iron are needed for your body to make hemoglobin, which transports oxygen to all of your cells. So, if you are deficient in those molecules, you're just going to feel extremely run down. You want to do nothing but sleep. You're going to feel depressed. So, I would. Like, I, I don't know. I'd have to see your blood work, but I'm pretty confident you probably have a nutrient deficiency. Probably, probably. Thanks a lot, nutrient deficiency. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> no, but that's important information because yeah. actually, that can actually help with your mood. Because So now I want to steer the, the conversation towards dating and towards sex, which we've sort of touched on a little bit because I, I know that we don't usually talk about health on this show, but I think that health is such an important component for everything, obviously. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you, like, so how does having higher estrogen levels, lower testosterone levels, like how can that impact your dating life? You can't get how, a boner. How can that have a negative? Well, well, that's one thing, but like, what else? Like how, how can all of these things show up in your dating life? And like, maybe it's the reason why a lot of things may not be happening for you. Well, Kristen pretty much hit the nail on the on the head right there. Is no that when a lot of men say they're suffering from low libido, what that really means is erectile dysfunction. Okay. One of the most commonly prescribed pharmaceuticals to men is Viagra and Cialis. Really? And and so so how those drugs work is they're PDE five inhibitors. They don't actually increase your vitality; they increase blood flow. So if you have poor cardiovascular health and you have poor testosterone, high estrogen, things like that, you're going to have very poor circulation, and you basically don't have enough blood flow to your penis, so you can't get an erection. And I think as would, men, I'm sorry, would that lead ahead. a guy to then maybe not actively look for women because subconsciously he doesn't really have the drive, and then also because he 
might be embarrassed that if he even gets the opportunity, he won't be able to perform. So it's affecting him, you know, in the entire circumference of his dating life. For sure. Like it's never happened to me, but I could imagine how demoralizing it would be is that, you know, you, you, you have this girl you're head over heels for, you know, like you have the perfect night, like you, you guys go out for dinner and you know, whatever. And then, and then she goes back to your place and you try to have sex and you can't get it up. And then she's going to be like, what's wrong. And she's probably going to assume that you're not attracted to her or something like that. Cause you can't get it up. Like it'd be extremely demoralizing. Cause as a man, you're supposed to be Superman, right? You're supposed to throw her on the bed and rip off all of her clothes and have an endless libido and, and rock her world. And if you can't get it up, not like, like that's, that's like, that's like finding out Santa's not real. Like that's, <laughs> that's going to kind of, kill yeah. I lost my boner as soon as I found out Santa wasn't real. <laughs> but I know what Marnie's trying to say in that question is like how, you know, if you're not healthy and not just boner wise, but if you're just not healthy in general, how is that affecting things not going right for you while you're dating? Is it your confidence? Is it, you know, you're, because you're not okay with your body, your brain isn't firing the right chemicals. So you, you don't have the desire to go out and meet people. It's, it's going to be everything, right? So I have, I have clients who hire me, you know, just, just for a, a couple of weeks. And then I have clients who I've been working with for years. And if someone comes to me and they're overweight, um, poor self-confidence, their diet's crap and things like that. And then I work with them and we fix their diet. We get blood work done to see if there's any nutrient deficiencies. I see that person change physically and mentally over the course of us working together because how you feel and how you think, like your, your, your physical body, your mental body, and your spiritual body, they're all linked, right? So if you feel like crap physically, you're going to feel like crap mentally. You're not going to want to go out. You're not going to want to meet new people. You're going to be self-conscious. If you've got a big gut, you're going to think like people don't give a crap, but you're going to be thinking, well, I don't want to go out. People are going to think I'm overweight. They're going to think they're like, it's, it's kind of like that person who, for sure. Yeah. Like, like I always hear people who don't like people who are new to going to the gym. They say, Oh, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't fit in there. Everyone's going to be looking at me. They're going to, they're going to look at me and say, I don't belong. People don't give a shit, right? Like people are so busy. You could be. I naked. love when fat people come to my gym. <laughs> I look yeah, great. <laughs> but that fat person feels like, well, I'm going to be shamed. I'm going to be fit shamed because there's going to be all these fit people and they're going to look at me and be like, get off my equipment. This is my gym. Oh, that's it, so it, interesting. I actually think the opposite. I'm like, wow, let's see what happens in three months. Honestly, when somebody who's a little bit heavier walks in, I'm just like, wow, you did it. I, that's honestly what I think. Well, especially for men, right? Because think about it. Like, Because men, we subconsciously are always competing with each other. Right. So you'll look at like, like a jacked guy, right? Like let's say you're an overweight guy and you're at the gym and you look at some super jacked guy that guy was probably just like glancing over there and you got your eyes locked. Like he, he didn't think about you for two seconds, but that self-conscious person is probably thinking, Oh man, he's staring me down. He doesn't like that. I'm here. Right. He's looking at me thinking like, who's this fat? So like, like I, I don't belong. I, I can't come back here. That's what he's thinking, which is totally not true. But we kind of play these stereotypes in our head based on our own perceived conception. That makes complete sense. Yeah. They're too self-involved to be that concerned with you. Honestly, people really, people, you'd be surprised how little right. people care. 
people are so preoccupied with themselves. Yeah. They care such little about you. It's, it's pretty well, I actually was talking. Oh, yeah. I used to always say, I, w- I wish people were talking <laughs> about me all the time and caring about me all the time. They're not. They're absolutely not. I was doing a banter thing with a kid the other day. And I say kid because he was, well, no, he wasn't a kid. He was young, but um, he was so self-conscious about approaching women because he thought guys were listening to what he was saying. And I was like, well, who cares if they're listening? You know, you can't let that inhibit you. Yeah, they might learn a thing right. or two from let, you. Let them steal your lines. Do a purposely bad yeah. line so they take your bad line. And, you know, but, yeah, but exactly. I just said, you know, no one is paying attention to you the way that you think they are. So it's the same idea at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to wrap up this half of the show because I, I wanted to focus like mainly on health and just explain to people how important like what you put into your body and the physical activities that you do and the sleep that you get, like how important that is just to your overall sense of self, but it also has a deep impact on your dating life. Um, and I and, and Trevor, I definitely want you to tell people how to get in touch with you. You're going to stay on for the second half of the show and we're going to answer questions from listeners. But if anybody does want to figure out what's going on with their body, if they are nutrient deficient, if there's things that they can tweak that they may not be aware of, Trevor, how do they, how do they get in touch with you? Um, my website's trevordietcoach.com. If you fill out the contact form, that'll go straight to my email. Then I'll send you an email. Or you can send me a DM on Instagram. Just my first and last name. I'm pretty interactive on everything. Um, if you make the time to reach out to me, I promise I'll make the time to get back to you. But if if you feel like something's off, like if you're listening to this podcast and you just feel like you got low energy, you, like you, you feel like something's off, I would really recommend getting blood work done. Because chances are there's probably a hormonal issue at play. There's a nutrient deficiency at play. There might be an issue with your thyroid. And without blood work, you're just guessing. So I really think getting blood work done, and if you're in the U.S., it's going to cost you about 90 bucks. It's mm-hmm. well worth the investment. Tell me where this is. Anyway, we'll talk about that offline. But thank you f- for saying that. See, can't you tell he's Canadian because he's so sweet, well, right, about, Oh, yeah, you're both Canadian. Oh, no, I'm surrounded. Yes. He's like, <laughs> he's like direct message me. Like, what American would no. ever say that? But yeah. anyway, but... But Trevor, I think that's fantastic. And anybody who does have anything going on, I think you should definitely follow uh, Trevor's advice and then get in contact with him and show him your blood results and see if there is something you can do. We're going to be back right after this and we are going to dive into our overanalyze this questions because we have not done that in a while. We'll be back in a moment. I think you guys would assume that Marnie is very good with money and I'm not. This has nothing to do with Marnie's religion or mine has to do with just the way we handle ourselves. And Marnie has her shit together and she has her money together. I don't have my shit together, nor do I have my money together. And I think we have the sponsor because the universe is trying to tell me to get it together. Lightstream is this awesome company that saves you money on all your credit card balances. It will consolidate them into one loan from 6.14% APR with auto pay. I need to go on Lightstream right now and do this. I need to get it together. I'm going to go to lightstream.com slash askwomen to get the discount. So if this has been on your to-do list, like it's been on mine, let's go do it. Let's cross the things off on our list together. So our listeners, you guys, that's right, that's you, save even more with an additional interest rate discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash askwomen women that's l-i-g-h-t-s-t-r-e-a-m dot com slash ask women and just a quick little disclaimer from the sponsor subject to credit approval rate includes 0.5 percent auto pay discount terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice visit lightstream.com slash ask women for more information 
All right, we are back. Are you guys ready to answer some questions from we listeners? Are. We are raring to go. You <laughs> you sound like you're rearing to go. She's about to have another five-minute nap. Okay. Hi, Marnie and Kristen and guests. Love the podcast. Thank you for the knowledge. My question relates to the fact that I'm attracted to intelligent women. The problem with dating intelligent so women, bad. however, is that they tend <laughs> is that they tend to have a high income and as a result, usually want to date a man who is on or near their level of income. At the moment, I work a low-paying government job and live with my parents whilst I get my business off the ground. This has put off the last two women I tried to date as one was a surgeon and one was a lawyer. Damn. Does my current income really matter that much? What can I do to show these women I'm not intimidated by their intelligence income and I'm close to reaching my potential? I know that by the end of the year, I will be in a position to quit my job and move out of my parents' house. Thanks in advance. Uh, oh, he's from England. Mm. All right. So what do you guys have to say? I'll, I'll just say that if you're still living at home, that's a deal breaker for most women. Um, I think- Did it say how old he is? No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. He's, if he's trying to date a surgeon, he's probably in his 30s. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're over twenty five and you still live at home, I mean that's that's a red flag to most women. I'm not living at home at the moment. I'm definitely not in my mother's bedroom taping this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were a dude, if you're, but if I was a dude, uh, I, I think he's got a really good perspective on himself, the way he's angled himself. So I think he just needs to continue using that. Uh, that kind of positive outlook on his situation. And the truth of the matter is he said he'll be out by the end of the year. Maybe you really won't be able to date the women that you want to date until you are out of your parents' house. And if it's around the corner, that's cool. Bide your time and don't, you know, don't, don't be bragging about being your parents and wait till you get out, out in the big world. I would just say, yeah. Yeah. Put your focus on getting out of the house, but maybe you can give a little female perspective on why that is a big deal. Like why a woman who's a surgeon who has got her shit together, why that could and would be a deal breaker for her, even if it was presented in the best possible light. Because you want to date someone that is your equal or even even above you slightly. It's attractive. And, you know, I know the roles are reversed because right now I am at my parents for a few months and I, you know, just went on a date with a guy who could care less and thinks I'm awesome. And, you know, he's not judging the fact that I'm at my parents right now. Maybe he is, but it's not a total turnoff for him. Um, but for women, you know, it's just the evolutionary thing that we want a man who can provide, who shows us that he's going places. And if you're, you know, at your parents' house, the only places you're going are the basement for a video game. So, but that's not the, that's not the case. That's not the truth. <laughs> well, that's not, a, no, that's know, not actually that's, true. But that's how people will perceive it. Well, here's the thing. He's going on dates with these women and he's obviously getting far enough along in the dating process to where this conversation is brought up, right? He's going out with a surgeon. He's going out with a lawyer. He's attracting them. Uh, they know about his position in life and maybe at a certain point it becomes an issue because it hasn't happened yet. And so for women who are maybe in their mid-30s who do have everything together, they want to know that they're going somewhere with their partners. Because I, I don't want to paint the picture that it is a deal breaker to want to reinvent yourself. And when you're reinventing yourself, you may have to give up on certain things that you may have had access to before. Um, the thing is, is that some women 
are going to have their own plan for the future of what they want their future to look like and how quickly they want that future to come. And maybe they have been with people in the past before who have helped them back or who have slowed them down and they don't want to be in that same place anymore. My point is, is that some people are going to be okay with this and some women are not going to be okay with this. Uh, And the way to present it is kind of the way that he's presented it to us in his email. The fact that, okay, here's my plan. Here's what I'm doing. Here's my passion. And here's how it's going to happen. I'll be out of my parents' house by X date. And the truth is, is that it's up to a woman to accept that or not. If she has her own plan and her own agenda and her own timeline, then that may be a huge deal breaker for her. Those are my thoughts. There's really no wonderful way to finesse this situation um, other than what he's doing right now, which is having a plan of attack and being positive about where he's going to go in the future. But some people are going to like it and some people aren't. That's the honest truth. I completely agree. Yeah. All right. Next question. My comedy killed him. I know. (laughs) Well, it's, it's just a hard question to answer because the truth is, is that at a certain age... You, you may not want to be with somebody who's still trying to figure of it course out. not. Right? Unless there's a good reason for them trying to figure out. There's a lot of women who date guys who are divorced. And maybe, you know what, financially, they took a big hit after that divorce. And they did have to go move in with their uh, parents. Something happened. And I feel like the, that there is a little bit more wiggle room when that is the situation. Life does get in the way sometimes for people. But I, I believe this, and I, I don't know if Kristen agrees and if Trevor agrees. Like as long as there is a plan of attack in motion and you aren't sitting there just saying like, this is, well, even if you do say this is going to be me for the rest of my life, she has to decide whether she wants that or not. But I think that the the outlook to have is that you're moving forward and you're going to make changes to the position that you're in right now. This this was This was my kind of take on the situation is that life happens, right? So I don't know, maybe this guy just got out of a really messy divorce. Maybe he just lost his job. He's picking himself back up. Maybe he had a major health issue and he's, you know, paying off $50,000 in surgery debt. I don't know. But if you move in with your parents right away, that kind of gives you the image of mama's boy, especially like if you're in your thirties, like for me, I'm 26. If whatever happened and I can't afford rent anymore, my first instinct would be, I'd call up a buddy, tell him like, Hey man, like I'm in a bit of a pinch right now. The next three months would it be cool if I stayed with you, something like that. Or I would look at a cheaper place to live. I'd look at a place that maybe had roommates or something like that. I just feel like if you're in your thirties and you go live back home, that woman's going to assume you have some sort of like mommy issues or something like that. And I think every woman's nightmare is to date a mama's boy. So that that would that's just my interpretation. And I don't know the situation. Maybe he does have some health issues. They needs to be home because his parents are helping him with his medication or something like I, like I don't know the situation. Right. I just think if you're in your 30s and you're still living at home, for most women, that's a red flag that something's really, really wrong. If, you, if you're living with roommates, I think women would be more open to that and kind of be like, okay, maybe he's in a tough place right now or he's just in between places or he's figuring something out. But I just think like living at home in your 30s is kind of, people are going to assume like he's some loser who plays video games all day. Well, Kristen, do you agree I with mean, that? You know, I I agree with... Not agree, but I understand why there are stereotypes. So I understand why someone would think that. But obviously, there's going to be so much more behind the veil. And it's not going to just be that. But that's what it will appear as. So 
that's the reality. And I don't think we can run away from reality and you can do your best to try to uh, alter it or skew how people will see it. So they'll see it in a more positive way, but people are going to see things the way they're going to see things. Uh, I agree with that, but I, I also think that you can change perception by explaining more. Not that you're defending. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but like, not you, de- no, when it- yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I would think somebody's a mama's boy for going and moving in. With, but again, it's like whatever, whatever the scenario is, I would have to understand the scenario. Listen, if I was sitting across from a guy and I was on a date and we're going out for dinner and he's like, yeah, I live at home with no explanation, I'd be like, then what are you dating me for? Like, he's like, I'm looking uh, that's for what I would home. think. But <laughs> right, exactly. But then same thing if if there was like a further explanation as to why that happened. Not even explanation, but just like a, here's my story. Here's what happened. My perception of that individual would change. As someone who's going through it currently, although I'm not a male, uh, despite my high levels of testosterone, the way that I describe yeah. it is I'm okay with it in the sense that like, I'll tell people that I'm currently at my parents, but the way I angle it is how I get through it and how I feel comfortable with it myself. So I say, because people say, are you, are you back home? Because, you know, I'll see people now where I'm from originally. And I'll say, yeah, I've been here for a couple of months. I was in LA for 10 years. And so I like try to really emphasize that I was in LA for 10 years. And I said, and then I usually say, and I'm transitioning to New York City, but I'm just um, getting my ducks in a row before I do. And so, you know, it's not, it doesn't sound gross. It doesn't sound terrible. I don't say I had like a mental breakdown or I'm super depressed. And so I think I angle it in a way that's palatable, but I am a girl also. So I don't know the, you know, the difference there. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is at the end of the day, things that make up you maybe a turn off or a turn on for somebody else. It's the it's the way that you present the information to other individuals. So like I've been having people writing into me lately that are in wheelchairs and one guy who has a has a a hook for a hand and he's he's just got like the best personality ever. He's like l- so light and jokey and just like jovial and just just wonderful to talk <laughs> to that I forget about him having a hook for a hand. My, my point is is that if I were to sit across from somebody who has a hook for a hand Without any words being said, without any body language, except for maybe negative body language and maybe trying to cover up the hook, I would make up my own story about that person. And it might be a really rude, horrible story about why he has that hook and how, what kind of person he may be. I, I don't, I don't know what would actually go through my head, but most of it would not, would not be positive. I might feel sad for like the person. Like you didn't know pirates still existed. Right, exactly. Maybe I'd feel like I found a leprechaun. I, I don't even know. But like just, it, 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 but when that person opens their mouth, it, things can be altered and things can be changed about my perception exactly. of them. But more importantly, the important piece is, the, is your perception of you. And I swear that we're like, this is why it's called overanalyze this because we overanalyze things to death. But the, the more that you can have a plan of attack for getting out of this position, because the truth is it's not a wonderful position for you to be in or for people that you're dating to be dating somebody who's in that position. You want your own independence, you want your freedom and you you know, you want to be able to to support yourself in some way so you can move forward and do other things. So the way that you explain it and the way that you talk about it to other people is what has the impact. And that the thing is at the end of the day, you can't control how other people feel about things. You can only control how you feel about yourself. So the advice to this guy is feel good about what you're doing. Talk about it in that way. Have a plan of attack so that you can get out of your parents' home. And hopefully that woman is going to be okay with it. If not, then 
that's her loss. That's sort of how you have to view it. Okay, next question. Hey, Marnie and Kristen, I'm a good-looking and healthy, well-shaped man at age 62, but I'm missing many teeth. Oh. And that bothers me. <laughs> okay. This is basically the same question. What's your opinion about that until the day I can fix the teeth problem? Um, don't smile. I don't have a sugar. Don't smile. Yeah, I don't have a sugar coating one for this one. I think teeth well, are super important. I don't think important. he needs more sugar. I, I don't think that would help his teeth. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Tell her you're an ex-pro hockey player. Right, yeah. Right, there you fine. Go. Maybe that's how you can... But I still don't like it. I still... I, sorry, that's just my thing. I can't I can't look at it. You can try and finesse... I'm sorry, but you can't... You can that's try and finesse that. That's a hard one as, to overcome without... It really yeah, is. Yeah. It really is. Because I, I don't know. I, I can't look at that. I even have a hard time when I see, you know, kids who are eight with their front teeth missing. I, 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 I don't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it when I lost teeth. I don't like it when other people lose teeth. I have a thing with teeth. I, all of my dreams are about losing your teeth. So, I, I can give them a piece of advice. Um, most insurance companies won't cover something like that because they consider it cosmetic. The same thing is for gyno. Like If a guy has bitch tits, they won't cover that surgery because it's cosmetic. But if you go to your doctor and you say that you're so self-conscious about this issue that is making you depressed, and your doctor writes you a prescription for the surgery, your insurance might cover it. So you could try that angle. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. And until then, the only way I think you could really make people comfortable with it or as comfortable as possible with it is to make jokes about it or to let people know that you're comfortable and aware that this is an issue and that you're, you're getting it fixed, but you know, I don't know, like you just say, Oh yeah, I have the tooth fairy like tied up in my basement. She's, she's there all the time or so, just something to call attention to like how uncomfortable it might make someone interest. you know, if you're interested in dating them, it might make them like yes, this. For sure. I'm just saying it's like sort of a, not a deal breaker for me. And but it's, but Exactly what you just said. For anything that you have that you're self-conscious of, just to point it out, make light of it, and not attempt to cover it up, I think that that is always the way to go. But like you said, with the uh, guy who has a hook as a hand, you think of all these different stories about him. And I would think a guy with a hook for a hand, I'd think a couple things. Like, did he lose it in an exciting accident or was he born without it? But it, you can go to like a more adventurous place with a guy who's got a hook for a hand. Whereas a guy who doesn't have teeth, it, you don't want it, You don't take it to the place of romanticizing it. You usually think, oh, is he just poor and took care of, didn't take care of his teeth, and now we can't afford teeth. You know, there's not like a yeah. super romantic story. So again, even though in this instant instance you may not want to open your mouth, I think the best thing is to open your mouth and talk about it and tell why it's happened, so that person can't create their own story that you, you know, yeah. just couldn't take care of yourself. Yes, I, I agree. I'm sorry that I'm painting that negative picture, but yeah. I mean, there's, it's a hard. That's the thing. That's There's no way it's a hard around one. it. Yeah. People, yeah, people I, prefer teeth. Teeth always wins over no teeth. <laughs> I agree. Okay. All right. We have one more question. Um, is it possible to re-attract a woman? She's giving mixed messages. I would like to get back together. Background. I'm 46, was widowed last year. I'm sorry. Uh, have three children, married for 17 years, her just divorced with two children. We were together for three months without telling the children. Lots of messages, calls, and a few dates. Everything is going well. She then breaks up with me as she will find being responsible for five children too much in my head we still weren't at that stage we were uh we are doing no contact we have both broken this we 
both missed the relationship. Both were better people for it. Each of us has said it to ourselves. Um, for ourselves, she is giving me mixed messages. Our children are friends at school, kindergarten. I do believe that we are soulmates. Our paths cross a few times per week. I have a session booked with Marnie to talk about the different wing girl programs to see which is the best for me with the goal of either reattracting this woman or putting me in a better position to start again. Uh, keep up the great podcast. Okay. So what do you guys think? That was kind of confusing. So he, so he's saying they they've broken up. They should be separated. Um, she breaks up and says that she will find being responsible for five children way too much. So that was her reason for breaking up, but they've, they both sort of said that they were much happier being together. Oh, okay. I was thinking they were happier not being together. So he's saying, is it possible to reattract a woman? And she's giving mixed messages. My opinion is don't make the same mistake twice. Um, I've, I've been there. And we all miss our exes and we have that voice in the back of our head that says, oh, this time it'll be different. We can make it work. It never works out. That, that would be, that'd be my advice. Not knowing the entire situation is just, it's, it hurts. It's tough. It's very hard to accept and and close that chapter in your life and start a new chapter. But I think it's going to be the best for the long term. If you just end it, stay hostile, you know, be friendly with her and everything, but just say, hey, we're better off as friends and, and you both pursue different different options. Okay, Kristen, what do you think? I think that there was something there to begin with. So I don't think all hope is lost. I, I'm the type to say, move on and don't waste your time. But um, if it's just the kids that were keeping them apart, if there was a way to mediate that and make it feel not so huge and not so heavy, then maybe there's a chance to reignite it. But um I wouldn't, I wouldn't focus too hard on trying to ignite it because it's like trying to ignite a flame that maybe wasn't even that big to begin with if it didn't last. Hmm. Well, I, I'm definitely going to get more information from Ian when I do talk to him to find out because uh, the having five kids doesn't seem like a big enough reason if everything else was perfection. And listen, I understand that later on in life, everything gets a little bit more overwhelming. And when you have two kids, somebody else has three kids, there's a a widow, there's a divorce, there's school, there's all these things that are on your plate. Adding one more thing, even if it's absolutely wonderful, um, can seem daunting and overwhelming. And even going back to the, the health topic at the beginning of the show, like if you are not getting enough sleep, if you are nutrient deficient and you're in this place that you're dating, you you just may not be your best self to be in this position just to, just to start thinking about the the potential future of now I'm going to have five children and then putting all your own stories on top of that. Like, okay, maybe my ex-husband was lazy and didn't help out with the children. So now I'm going to have five to take care of. I'm just saying there's a lot, there's a lot of stories that can be in place that could have her easily just say, you know what? It's easier not to be with you. Even if things se- did seem better, we were off to a great start. It's just easier for me to sort of back off and say, let's end this this now. Um, My point being is that I don't know what's actually going on with this woman. They sound like they're still being in con, they're still in contact with one another. But if there was room for a conversation to be had between Ian and this girl, I think them talking about what it would look like with five children and how things would be divvied up or just like, you know, some things that may be popping up for her and popping up for him to sort of break down this conversation a little bit better so that this idea in her head that's scaring her away or pushing her away from getting into a relationship 
maybe if you broke it down and talked about it a little bit more, may not seem so overwhelming. And again, I'm just going off of a simple email. I don't know what's actually going on. But I, I do think that like, you know, if there, if everything's wonderful, um, then there is space to reattract and re-engage and give something a second shot. You just have to have more of a conversation about it. Um, yeah, and those are my thoughts. Those are Marnie's thoughts. <laughs> what do you guys think? I agree, but I wouldn't know, like, what would the first step be to reignite the flame if that's what they decided? Well, it sounds like they're still in communication with each other. So they can, he can say, you know what, I've really been doing a lot of thinking about some of uh, the, you know, fears that you were having that ended our relationship. But I wanted to have a conversation with you. He's like, listen, I killed, I killed one of my kids. You kill one of yours. <laughs> And we'll be yeah. fine. And then we've only got three and we're fine. <laughs> but the thing is, is that if she's pulling away and just giving that excuse and that there really is no attraction there, then that's a completely different story. But from what that, he's explained. That was, that was my worry is that yeah. it sounds like she's just trying to let him down nicely. And I've done the same thing. You know, if someone has offered me, you know, hey, do you want to get together for a cup of coffee? And, and I'm not interested in that female. I'll just tell her like, hey, I really appreciate the offer. I'm I'm totally booked. I'm doing a podcast tonight. Or, like I'll say something like that, so it's not. Like She's a like I lost rejection. out to a podcast. How insulting! <laughs> I've actually said that. A couple yeah, times. Really? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but most times I wasn't even lying. Really? Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> that's good. So it's funny, Trevor. So I I don't know if you can tell, but you probably can. I do. I'm a com- I'm a comedian, um, and uh, we had Marnie. So we had Susan Bratton on um, a couple weeks ago, and she didn't get my jokes either. And it's really difficult because we're taping remotely. So before we used to all be in the same room together and now we're doing it over the computer. But I got tons of messages about the show with Susan say pe- saying people were laughing so hard at how bad my jokes were, were landing. And so I'm <laughs> hoping to get the same emails about this episode as well. So thank you, Trevor. I'm oh, sure you thank will. You, thank you. I'm sure you thank will. You. <laughs> thank you. Well, that's what happens when you're talking to people who are really passionate mm-hmm. about what they're discussing. They don't focus on the comedic side of it. They're focusing on the information that they're trying to that's deliver. True. And it's difficult when you're not in the same room with each other. Uh, but anyway, we're going to wrap, funny, we're gonna so wrap up. It doesn't matter. And you're also not exactly. funny. Like We all know right, that already. Right. Uh, okay, we are going to wrap up this show. But Trevor, thank you so much for coming on the show. I definitely... I, 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 want to push that I think everybody should go do a blood test and figure on figure out what is going on with them. Uh, and if there are things that need to be tweaked and changed, then they should definitely get in touch with Trevor. And Trevor, again, how do they get in contact with you? What's your website? TrevorDietCoach.com. It's all one word. And then my Instagram is just my first and last name. Um, just to give you a plug, Marnie, I had Marnie on my podcast. So if you just Google Evolutionary Radio Marnie Wing Girl, it'll pop up. We did an hour-long podcast on fitness and dating advice for people who go to the gym, athletes, things like that. So if you're someone who exercises regularly, there's maybe a cute girl at your gym you're trying to approach, definitely give that podcast a listen. There's a lot of really good information in there. Oh, good. Actually, I think I did horrible on that podcast. But but yeah, still go listen to it. I'm sure there's still like nuggets that I don't even know it about. Anyway, thank you so much for being on this show. Kristen, thank you for waking up from your thank nap you. and being awake for our show, or at least partially awake for our show. Uh, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please, please, please do not go download individual episodes. Please go and subscribe so that it just comes to you. You can listen to it anywhere that you want. Um, yeah, you guys are awesome. We will see you next week. Thank you.
Thank you.